Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl. We back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to limit your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. Lately, I'm on day, what, 33, 34 of this daily podcasting marathon. I literally just finished a conversation with producer extraordinaire, my homeboy, Jason Trackademics Valerio, who is the producer of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. And we were working on figuring out what to do in the case that I get tired. But you know what they say? I don't get tired. <laughs> At least not right now. So we still go mob it through. <laughs> but I wanted to tell y'all that I have a really special guest today. All of my guests are special, but um, I have a bucket list of people that I've always wanted to interview from a very, very, very long time, but I knocked off another bucket list today. So I had Mario Armstrong on episode, what was that, 146? And then I have Shaheem on episode 150. Yeah. Yep, that's right. The numbers are right. So for those that don't know, Shaheem is like rap, like, is a rap legend, okay? Like, let's just put that there. Um, honestly, I I like to call him between him and Chi Ali, like the little Bow Wows before little Bow Wows. But in Shy's case, he was writing his own rhymes and he was really on like some street stuff <laughs> before before like being like fourteen. So he's always had like a very Staten Island, um, very storyteller street perspective. Um, about his rhymes. So long story short, you know, life happens. The journey takes people where it takes them. And Shaheem just got home from doing a year. Um, I'm sorry, he's been home for four years, excuse me, after doing about six years in prison. So we wanted to, you know, chop up about his experience and dealing with fake love, dealing with the changes of the pandemic, dealing with readjusting and being back home and staying creative and staying motivated in the process. And this episode is for, you know, for my hip hop heads, number one. Number two, for those that are still working through how to create during the pandemic, those that might feel stuck because their momentum might be, um, they may feel their momentum has stopped because of the pandemic, or they might be uh, struggling or grappling with fake love and how to deal with setting boundaries. And there was a particular listener that sent me a email about how to deal with toxic family members or dealing with setting boundaries with toxic family members. I do not know if you wanted me to mention your name. So out of respect for your privacy, I will not mention your name. You sent me an email um, in December and you gave me a show idea when I was asking and saying, hey, if you got any ideas, just let me know. And, you know, if it aligns with what I what I do with Spiritual Homegirl, we can gladly talk about it. I had been thinking about your email for a while and I was just about to start figuring out how to approach things because I never want to speak on topics until spirit gives me the words. But Shaheem was the one who gave 
the answer in the words in this case. And there's no way that I could have better put it in the ways that he's put it. Um, so it's a bit of a fiery conversation. You know how it goes. I'm an Aries, Shaz a Scorpio. So it's a very fiery, powerful energy throughout the conversation. It does get, again, a little fiery at times, but lots of great uh, bars. <laughs> no pun intended in terms of him being a rapper, but it's hella bars in this episode. And I really hope you all enjoy it. So with that being said, here is episode 150 with my dog, Shaheen Franklin. All right, y'all. I am here with my friend Shaheem, better known as Shaheem, the rugged child, man child, Shaheem Franklin. What's going on? <laughs> all that, all that, all that. What's up? What's up? What's up, spiritual homegirl? What's up to all the spiritual homegirls out there? What's happening? Nothing. We see Staten Island in the building. You know that shit. We here. You know, shout out to Shaolin Island. Everybody from Staten Island that's out there representing, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, of course. GP Wu, uh, who else we got? We got the water team, we got CJ, we got C Black, we got Nizzle, we got Castro. Oh man, there's so many talented. We got the second generation Wu Tang. Oh man, there's so many talented artists from Staten Island. Man, I wish them the best. Anything I can do to help, I'll try my best. You know, I just realized today's Wednesday, it's Wu Wednesday. The Wednesday, I Wu Wednesday. Oh shit. <laughs> I hear that, right? So so yeah, so I wanted to talk with you and you're on my bucket list and I've been really pushing the momentum with my bucket list of people I've been wanting to interview for a very long time. And, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that we're able to do this. So it's really cool when people you fool with are able to jump on the show. So I really am happy to have you here. I really am. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You know what I mean? Hopefully one day you have a big old, a big old, uh, uh, a showroom, and you know what I'm saying? And I'll come out and sit on your couch, you know what I'm saying? We knock Wendy Williams out the box. It'll be, you know what I'm saying? Boy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, one day we can manifest that. But I know you've had one hell of a of a year. So you were home, what, January 6th of last yes. year? Yes. Okay, so you've been home for about maybe a little under 13 months. And um, how long? How long were you away? Was it five years, seven years? No, I was. I was. I was away six years. I served six years off of a, a seven to fourteen prison term. So, the way my it sounds crazy, but the way my sentence was set up, because I had two cases running concurrent, so that's why I have those type of weird numbers in my sentencing. So it's about six years. Six years. I served the six years. All right, just quick as possible that I can sum it up for people that's maybe a little bit, and this is only New York law again, there's not law everywhere, but how it is in New York is, um, so I, I had a determinant sentence. A determinant sentence is a flat sentence, meaning you have, you, you, you don't have, um, you only have a CR and a max. You don't have nothing else. So I did the six years of the seven years sentence, which was a determined sentence, one case. Then my other case was an indeterminate sentence. So that's a split. So that was four years, eight months to 14 years. So just with anything of math, you take the seven, since the seven is higher than the four, the seven supersedes the four, and now it becomes a seven to 14. And then you must serve at least six years and go before the parole board. But where it worked for me at, on the back end, 
the 14 years is higher than the seven. So when I'm released on parole, I'm released on nonviolent parole. So it worked out for me. I mean, I did more jail time than I, I could have did if it was the other way around, but it helps me on the back end for parole. So, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you explained it because I know some of the listeners might be like, what? Now, some of my listeners yeah. are New York, so they may understand it if they are familiar with mm -hmm. the system out there. But for those that aren't, I'm glad you brought that down. Before we get to this, are you looking kind of fly today? What you wearing? Oh, man, damn. I mean, shit, shameless plug. But it's an Adidas, Adidas uh, hoodie, hopefully. You know, tell you, you send me a pair of something, nigga, shameless plug, but come on, <laughs> nigga. So, you know what I mean? Adidas, get that isometric under your brand or something. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You do have your isometric uh, concepts brand that's out. Yeah. We can talk about that a little later on if you want to. Okay, whatever. Okay, so I just want to get some type of... Um, can you walk me through what it was like to get through state prison, staying in there for six years? Because from what I understand, that prison was not like the best facility to be in, like standard-wise. And I'm not saying prison, like, I'm not saying yeah. it was like hotel status, but I'm saying like even on bare minimums, I heard that was a hard facility to go through. Um, yeah, well, I've been in several facilities during my, during my incarceration, but, um, when I was when I was in the max, 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 you know what I'm saying? That's like the big boy. <laughs> um, yeah, it is fucked up. But with anything, it's how how you react to it that that determines everything. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I first got there and shit. Um, there was some old timers that had time in or whatever. They was a part of Nation Guards and Herbs or whatever. So, you know, rightfully so, once they knew I was there, Wu Tang, Nation Guards, or Five Percent, you know what I'm saying? They found me, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, bro, we here with you, whatever, whatever. This is where the classes, classes this day is, and that day, sign up, you know what I'm saying? So, but it was like, it's two ways you can do your time. <laughs> it's either let it do you or you do the time. Right. So, I chose to do the time and, and 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 utilize it as a university. So I'm like, damn, I got six years, but how can I flip it for me losing it, losing six years to me gaining six years? So I did six years, but as much time as I had to work on myself and my career, I actually got 12 years worth of knowledge, time, and creativity because I had more time to 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 deal with it, more time to feed my mind, more time to look at myself and learn as well as being creative and coming up with ideas that's in my book that I still ain't even reached yet. Do you ever feel like you missed any time or, like, or miss anything that was like out here while you were away? Um, the only thing, honestly, the only thing that bothers me about that, about missing, because I believe that, you know, the universe put me where I need to be at the time I need to be there. So I don't, I accept that. The only thing I find myself struggling with is trying to get that time back with my kid. Cause when I left, she was a baby baby. Like not a not a baby baby, but she was like eight years old, but still a baby, you know what I mean? And coming home since so she's 15, going on 16, there's two different individuals. So at first I found myself trying to get that little girl. And it's like I it, I struggle with that shit to so I'm realizing now I gotta meet her where she's at. I can't try to get that. So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to just try to meet her where she at and deal with her as a young adult now and stop trying to chase 
get my little baby back. But other than that, it is what it is. I understand that. So you end up coming home on the 6th of January. COVID-19 is about to shake things up. So what was that period like between January 6th and when the world just stopped with the pandemic? I mean, cause I'm thinking like, what, what were you like thinking in terms of, okay, I'm, I'm out. Like I got things I'm about to do. Like, what were you thinking when you, when you came home? I didn't know nothing about it. Like, you know, it hit everybody, I guess, as a shock too. Like, I didn't know, like I was just out and it was like, all right, we're setting things up, concerts and all these things. And then it's like, it all just went, Argh. and then it's like, now what? You know what I'm saying? But it didn't affect me physically because I can, I can sit in my fucking room for two days and don't do nothing but think or read. Like, I'm fine with being by myself or chilling or being, you know, so... That didn't bother me. While everybody was bugging out, oh, I'm so bored. I just just doing what I've been doing, waking up, doing my push-up, reading, you know, a fucking day, back to reading, back to working out, making some phone calls, watching TV, take a shower, go to bed, start it up again. The next thing you know, you a year later. For those who don't know, what sign are you, in case people are curious? Oh, um, my birthday is November 14th. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Scorpio. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> you know, it's how you say you're a Scorpio. People always got something to say. Like, oh, the women say one thing. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> there are Scorpios around me, and, and, and there's more Scorpios around than not. So for me, it's just, it's always funny to hear that somebody's a Scorpio. Because in this current stage of life, it's, it's a lot of Scorpions and Phoenix folks around me anyway. So it's just really yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, so how did your faith get you through? Because I mean, it's almost like you have one period of uncertainty in terms of getting a definitive release date. Then it's on the other hand, you're out now, but then there's another period of uncertainty while you're out. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, how, like, how do you deal with the uncertainty piece after you just got out of something that was... You, 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 you ever heard the phrase, let go and let God? Yes. That's what I do. I don't have, and I, and I mean it, like, and I mean it because I don't have no expectation on anything in my life, you know? And for a long time, having expectations fucked me up because when you have expectations, it's the only time your feelings could get hurt. So it's like when, when I used to expect people to be a certain way or expect somebody to do something for me because I know them forever or because we represent the same thing or because I feel you my cousin or I feel you my aunt. And 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 my sanity depended on it because I, at first I was feeling let down. Like, oh shit, nobody coming up here? Like, you know what I mean? Or the people that I thought would be coming ain't coming. Yo, you know, when you're dealing with chicks, you calling them, you know them. It's like they ain't interested anymore. You know what I'm saying? You got a long time to do. So it became a time when I just said, fuck that shit. And 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 dealt with reality that I was dealing with and just pretty much cut off, cut off the outside world and just did my time. And time went by faster like a motherfucker. Word. So with not having expectations, are you still able to forage? And I'm just curious. I mean, you know, everybody has their own answer. There, there is no, no right or wrong answer with this, right? 
But in terms of not having expectations of people, how does that affect your ability to make bonds with the people that you've had to stop having expectations for in order to protect yourself and do your time or and, and be more productive with how you um, navigated through that? Well, in there, like I said, when I was in there, I just, I just, I just didn't reach out. If somebody reached for me, then I reached back. You know what I mean? But I stopped reaching because I felt like I'm being bothering motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and it's like, <laughs> I never forget it because it happened during the holidays for me. I, I called, right? A call, a call family. So everybody's together doing anything. And it's just like, everybody's just passing the phone. I couldn't really get a real conversation. You know what I mean? Oh, what's up, cuz? Yo, miss you. But I got years ago. So it's like, yo, yeah, we love yo. I'm going to send you this. Or, you know, promises on deaf ears. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to send you this. I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. And next thing you know, I'm on the phone with a two-year-old. And it's, I said, oh, shit. People are busy. So I said, you know what? I started to say, I'm not calling on the holiday. I'll call before or after. It's just much easier to deal with. You know, so when I came home, I said to myself, I don't want to be, I'm not the bitter. I, I, I didn't come out bitter. I didn't, I'm not saying F somebody because they didn't come see me or they didn't do that. What I'm saying is now I know what you were doing in this situation. So I'm just aware of it. I'm conscious of it. So it's not going to bother me when I know. So now I just meet you where you at. Like, what are we doing? Just because you was my friend for 20 years growing up when we fucking played basketball, smoke blunts and drink 40s doesn't mean that now that I'm in my 40s, you're supposed to be my friend now. So if we don't have a common goal to reach or doing something towards a goal outside of the personal, then I really don't have no time for it because I'm focused on doing what I need to do to take care of my priorities. And that was a, that, that was a rude awakening because especially with family, because I looked at my family as one. And so one time I was, me and one of my female cousins, we was having a, we was going through it. And I'm like, yo, you ain't like cuz, like what the, what's up? She's like, nigga, you gotta get your own family. I got my family. I said, man, we all family. She's like, yeah, we family, but I have my family. Me, my man, my kids. This was my priority first. Then outside of all that shit, if there's room to help you, I'll help you, cuz. And I said, oh, shit, I'm going all out for everybody. Everything I do is for everybody. So then I had to learn. I said, you know what? Me too, Nas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I'm going to be. So it's about my priorities and what I'm responsible for. Then after all that's taken care of, if I can help you, then I'll help you. But I'm going to give you what you gave me, though. So that's just how it is. This has been a... My perspective. Go ahead. I said, that's just my perspective, how I deal with motherfuckers. And it hurts motherfuckers because they start taking shit personal. I'm like, whoa, what you so personal for? Or they get upset when they come with the, oh, yo, what's up? And I'm like, whoa, what's up, bro? Why you want to, like, what's up? Yo, I love you, though. Don't do it like that. Stop saying that. Stop telling me that because that's not true. You have love for me, but you don't love me, bro, because if you love me, you would act different. You would have acted different. My kid would have been your kid. You know what I'm saying? When she lost her dad, y'all niggas was supposed to be her dad. Y'all supposed to be her uncles. Y'all supposed to be this, and you didn't do that. That's fine. God forbid, you know where I stand. And it might sound tit for tat, like, oh, well, because I didn't do this, you're not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not. Now, somebody that I never had that opportunity with to see how they would act in the situation, I'm 100 with them. Because I don't know how you would act in the situation. But if I know how you would act in the situation, I have to treat you accordingly. 
And that's mathematics. It's a, the first thing you learn in mathematics is knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Look, listen, observe in every situation. And if you look and you listen and observe, you will find the answer in anything. You know what's interesting is that I've done, I'm on a podcasting marathon. So I've been podcasting every day since January 2nd. And twice I've mentioned on two different episodes about the whole concept of forgiving and forgetting and moving on with your life, but remembering the history and being free to remember the history when you deal with people in the present, in the present as well as the future. Even though you may not have the same animosity or you may not have any animosity from what happened back then, you still can be like, you might be different, but I still have the right to reserve how I deal with you now based on how you dealt with me in the past. Like I have the right to explore yeah. that on my own time. So yeah. I think that's really interesting how you basically just said the same thing, but in your own experience. Yeah, yeah, because it's important like that. And, and don't get me wrong, there's some of my friends that, you know, and, and, and it's fucked up and it hurts too, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it'd be my friend's parents too. That I used to call mom and dad. I don't call them that no more. Hello, Mr. Such and Such. And when I said that, they, they was appalled. <laughs> Mrs. Yeah, you're not mom and dad. You ain't act like a mom and dad to me. My mother's dead. All you motherfuckers, aunts, all that. Nah, it's unacceptable. But I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. It's just what it is. But people want to keep you blinded. It's a problem that I see through the bullshit and I'm calling you on it like, yo, don't tell me you love me because you don't. <laughs> no, nigga, I'm serious. Like, nah. Stop acting like it's more than what it is. It's business. And I'm fine with just doing straight business. So if you call me to the studio, nigga, I'm coming to work. I'm coming to get a check. If those things are not there, I'm not coming to hang out. I'm not coming to do no free verses. I don't care what the fucking issue is. Because you same niggas ain't send me a bar soap. And if you ain't make it while I was gone, what makes me think that you're gonna make it now. So you using me. So you're trying to come stick me up for something. Because obviously I got something you want if you coming to me and you ain't been coming. When I ain't had shit to offer but conversation and was a needy nigga. Niggas ain't fuck with me. Niggas ain't decide to have my phone number. You see, I mean, you can, messages out the motherfucking Woodward, DMs, email, yo bro, call me. And I'm just like, you didn't, you didn't go this hard to find my address. Oh, I didn't know yet. Just, excuse, I didn't know yet. Ask Sherry knew my address. No excuse. I respect motherfuckers because I ran into a few of them that was just like, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah, I know I ain't checked for you, nigga. You know how this shit go, boy. But y'all, man, now, nigga, I'll do the jail shit. But you're not being phony with it. You know what I'm saying? I can respect that. That's all. Yeah, we starting this interview off kind of fiery, y'all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sipping through a straw because I'm going through the process of getting my uh my my jizz fixed. So I, I got a drink out of a straw. This shit was killing me. It was cold here. My whole shit was like this yesterday because the nerve they doing root canals and shit and all that, and the nerve got hit with that cold. Oh, that shit was real. I was holding ice hit on my face. This shit was bad, but you know. Ain't nobody tripping on you drinking through a straw. So you never know, niggas might be sitting there. I got hardcore fans. It's like, yo, this nigga, this nigga getting his shit back together, sipping straws now. This nigga ain't got bougie. Nah, nigga, I'm straight out the, I'm straight twisted cap and guzzle with nigga. I'm just saying, my shit is fucked up right now. 
All right, so we're going to slow down the fire a little bit because you in your bag right now. So uh, uh, you <laughs> No, I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know what it is? It's just like certain topics brings that the truth out. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you can try, I, I try to make it as simple as possible, but when you start to think about it and if you relive this shit, you would like, like, I might not talk, answer my phone for a couple motherfuckers today after this. Somebody's like, yeah, you know what? I remember that shit. Okay, I mean, cool. I feel you, because sometimes when I tell stories back, people will be like, oh, you're so angry. And it's like, no, I'm not angry. I'm just reliving so you can clearly understand and, and get the point illustrated to you how I felt in that moment. So I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah. Copy. Cool. So while you was talking about the mathematics, um, for those who don't know, what what mathematics are you referring to? When I say mathematics, it's supreme mathematics. Um, that's nation of gods and earth. Five percent nation of Islam. Uh, Allah is the Father. Clarence thirteen X, and we call him Allah. You know, he 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 gave us knowledge of self. You know, and 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 that's that's a lot of people confuse five percent of nation of gods and Islam as racist. You know, what I'm saying as angry people, but our main job is to civilize all the families of the planet Earth. That's our job, to educate and civilize, excuse me, all the families on the planet Earth. Orange, green, black, blue, gay, straight, whatever, knowledge of self, to study everything under the sun. That's all it is, is studying and knowing things. Knowing is the first step. That's knowledge, to know. Wisdom is putting what you know into activation, into motion. And when you do that, you have an understanding of what you was dealing with, like I said, right? Then once you have an understanding, then you can then you can build a culture. Culture, you build your culture. Then once you have a culture, it gives you power. So now we have power, that's five. So knowledge, wisdom, understanding, culture gives you power. But when you get that power, you must deal with six, it's equality. To deal with all things equal, knowledge and wisdom and understanding, you must deal with them equal. That's equality. Then once you deal with equality, you are God. Then once you are God, you have the ability to build and destroy. And once you have the ability to build and destroy, whatever it is that you look, listen, observe in your culture and you, your power, you dealt with equality and you became God and you had the ability to build and destroy, whatever you choose to do will be born into existence. Just like a baby, it takes nine months to deliver a baby. It's the stages. And at nine months, that baby will be born into existence the same way it is with our thoughts. So if we think something and we take it through that we're we going to birth, we're going to birth what we think. We're going to birth what we possess. It's going to come into reality. And that's true because I've seen it happen for myself and others. I like that explanation. That was very easy to follow. Very easy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's—I mean—it's really simple. See, a lot of people, a lot of people, even in Asia, they—they they get caught up. A lot of people get caught up parakeeting, just repeating what's on the lessons. This lesson is this. This repeating. That's fine. You can repeat some shit all you want till you blow in your face. But you must go through your own from knowledge to born. 
You must go through your own process, your own evolutionary process. We all, I can't go through it for you. I can't give you the understanding that you need to learn. You know what I'm saying? And when I got, it was a lot of shit that I learned through my understanding. Once I got understanding shit that I had to go back to individuals and be like, yo, I apologize because I understand now. And I see where you was at in your process then. I didn't get it then, but now I get it. Peace. And then it's all good. Cause that's part that's part of it. You got if you're wrong, you do your fucking studies or you figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You're making mistakes, you fucking up. When you get it right, you'll you know, you'll be able to see that shit clearly. Like, damn, why? That's why you a lot of people always say, damn, I wish I knew what I knew now, then. But if you knew what you knew now, then it wouldn't work because you still wouldn't have the tools that you needed to to gain for now, then. So yeah, it's, 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 it's just one of those things. Like, I always go through it and I'll be like, people like, yo, you know, if, if, if I, if I wouldn't have went through the things that I went through, it wouldn't have prepared me for now. Even starting with my early career up to now, those things had to happen for me to grow into the person who I'm meant to be. And it might not even be with music. My, my calling might not be music. It might not be film it might not be there it might just be learning from experience and, and just talking to one person one day and telling them something that could have been the whole purpose of my whole life to go through my whole life to meet that one person one day and give them what I, what they were supposed to get from me for them to move on one never knows so what i'm hearing is the the tucking away the pride piece because you're saying like you could come back years later and be like, hey, I apologize. I didn't understand what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you apologize. Okay, I didn't get it then, but I get it now. My apologies. And also putting it down to where it's like, look, sometimes my purpose might just be to tell somebody my story and help them on their journey. So it's really interesting how like yeah. it's it's um it's a servant leader type of mindset at this point. It's like you're leading yourself, but leading yeah, through example yeah. by serving others. So that's that's what I'm getting out of what you're telling me. Am, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct on that. That's a fact. You know, people always ask me, oh, yo, you're not going to get into the activism. Like, you know, there's some rappers out there that's doing a great job with activism. And, you know, out there for the people on the front line, I support them, man. And I, you know, power to the people but i'm still i'm still too much of a fucking work of progress you know what i'm saying like today like today you know i'm, I'm good whatever whatever but later on i might be turned up real quick while you know what i'm saying but i still know how now i know how far to go it's like all right nigga that's the third drink you're a little saucy now nigga all right take your ass home now you know what i'm saying so it's just about it's just about knowing and identifying when when those triggers are around you and to be able to identify those triggers. That's important. So what were three, what were three experiences that have helped you gain some type of clarity and understanding since this pandemic started? Cause it sounds to me like you was about to be on go. Cause when you did the interview with, um, with Vlad, like that went up. And then you were on like this, yeah. this blitz. This blitz is just constantly 
going like yo i'm here i'm here i'm there i'm there yeah and the pandemic stops like did you ever have a period where you were like oh shit like what's gonna happen like ah oh, man like some people they didn't take the pandemic well at all they were spazzing out some some people was really like y'all know how to be my best because i might make all my money for touring you know what i mean so it's like well, you have momentum how did you deal with shifting the momentum into something different well because again no expectations everything was a plus I'm okay, and not to say that I want it, but I would be okay. I learned that I would be okay if I was eating fucking tuna fish and, and, and peanut butter and jelly. I didn't have, I don't have no expectations. So it's all good. Everything's a plus. So, and it will happen in its own time. Some things happen at that time because it was supposed to happen in. What's happening today is supposed to happen today. But I only concern myself with today. I plan for tomorrow and I don't forget yesterday but I enjoy today to the fullest because if today is over today, I want to be able to say that I maximize my moments. Career-wise, even just being a friend or being the best father I could be for the day. You know, today, tomorrow might be a piece of shit, but you know, today, you know, I'm having a, so far I'm having a good day. I've been all right to people. Do you consider yourself patient? One thing. New York State Department of Corrections will teach you is patience. Yeah, I'm very patient. So that came with being away. So you, so you being incarcerated helped helped you develop patience. Yeah, because you, you you're not on your time. You don't make no decision where you go, when you go, where you sleep, when you eat, besides your own personal snacks and shit. But all that shit is laid out for you. So you really not in control of nothing. You know what I mean? So it taught me to be patient. I'm fucking getting up early in the morning to go to court, 4.30 in the morning. I don't know when the judge is going to call me. I'm just sitting there waiting. Going back, I'm just waiting. Waiting for them to call your name. Waiting for them to do this. Waiting for them to do that. Oh, this ain't going through. Waiting to get on the phone. Waiting on the child line. Waiting for your package. Waiting for your visit. Got to be patient. You got to learn that some things are out of your control. And if it's not in your control, don't sweat it. If anything's out of my control, I don't even worry myself with it. I let, I let the universe, law take care of that. Because all I can do is do what I can do. If I can lift the table, I'm going to lift it. If I can't lift this shit, y'all can't lift this shit. It is what it is. I'm going to try to get some help to lift it. Nobody wants to help lift it. Then that table ain't for me. That shit going to stay right there. Right. <laughs> so what have you been building since the pandemic started? Because again, it sounds like you had to pivot, but you already had some plans on what you were doing when you when you when you came home. So what are you currently working on? Um well I'm just I'm I'm building my content providing company called Isometric Concepts. And it's it's just a content providing company, um, you know, music, film, documentary, books. Um, actually, um, we're about to launch, uh, me and Ghostface is about to launch a writing workshop. So whereas it's, it's be a class to where we hold a class and teach the art of writing rhymes. And so, you know, and, um, projects and, 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 um, vocabulary activities and things like that. And guest rappers to come talk to other writers, 
you know, because one, and, and, I, and I came up with the idea because I hear a lot of people complain about the new generation that they don't rap and they don't do this. But if nobody's there to teach them the fundamentals and the history of the hip hop, how are you blaming them for what they know? So somebody got to show them. And it's like, yo, I, be, I, I feel that, I feel like we professors at this shit at this point in our careers that we could, you know, have a class of 30, 40 people at a time, you know what I'm saying? And do a couple courses, you know? Yeah, it's going to be fun though. I'm excited about that. For you, because I think between you and Ghost, that's like at least fifty years of of rap experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, and then y'all were in a, y'all were in like a different period, like the golden era yeah. of hip hop. So I think it's really cool that y'all are teaming up to do this. And not to mention, new rappers can do it, but even people that are fans and just want to learn how to yeah. to write better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I think. Is like a, a that's a really dope workshop. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I, you know, and, and, and to add on a couple of other music friends and shit. So right now we're just going through the process of um just building and putting it together. You know what I'm saying? Just just patting patting the idea. You know, the name really because writing workshops ain't new. It ain't nothing to me. But you know, as far as a rapper doing it, there's not many rappers doing it. And don't get me wrong, niggas might try to steal it and you know duplicate it and try to reinvent the idea. But you know. It becomes a thing is who who is best and who is best at it. Hold up, LA is hot right now. I hear a siren. Yeah, that that's siren. a fire truck, right? Yeah, it's always something going on in LA. It's always a siren of some sort. But mm. I'm I'm really excited. So um I don't want I feel like I want to ask more questions, but it sounds like y'all are still in the process. Oh, as far as the guys- class, yeah, as far as the as far as the course, yeah. We I mean basically everything's already right now um this it's just um just just the flyers and the admin, the administration part is being handled you know, right now you know what i'm saying because you have to really run it like a school you have to run it you know assignments and curriculum so we're putting the curriculum together you know what i mean because you got to have that so whereas then you know somebody else might want to use my curriculum you know what i'm saying to do a, a, a um a class Right now, it's going to be virtual because, of course, nobody can go nowhere. But hopefully, we'll be able to take the class either on a road or ultimately have a building where, you know, kids can come and learn about writing and, you know what I'm saying, creativity and what, what makes it so fly to be able to get a topic and dissect that topic but you must know words. See, words is important because words is connecting. So the way you connect your words to correlate tells a story. Or, But then that's storytelling. But then you got metaphorically speaking. So you have to be able to identify still. So there's certain skills that people have that they don't realize they even have or the lack of because nothing... And, and you have to be a writer or you have to be a, 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 a reader... Like you ever get a letter from somebody and it pisses you off because you're like, ain't no fucking comma. Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, what you think an explanation point is for? Because I'm speaking to you and you can't hear me and you need to know in my writing what I mean and what I say. So people need to know these skills, I'm saying. But, you know. Especially in the in the days of how we're communicating through text, there are times where people, they write paragraphs with no breaks or you'll see it in the comments on instagram or stuff like that and you'll see it'll just be 
sentence after sentence after sentence after sentence, and there's no breaks, no punctuation whatsoever. And I was thinking about that too, like, dang, society, are we moving in a place where we're losing like the basics in terms of just fundamentals of writing? Yeah. So it's interesting you brought that up. Oh, no, oh, I left one, I left one major part out of the class. Each class course will then all the writings that we do, we will record, and that would be the class project together. So if you were, if you were student in the class, the things that we're writing about, the things that we do in our verses, at the end of the class, pretty much the graduation, we will all record and put that out as music. So you actually get to write with your teachers and release stuff with your teachers. Oh, that is so great. You heard it first. You heard it first here, because these niggas are stealers, and they're going to stay a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you know you heard it first. That is so dope. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy for y'all already. And yeah, people do yeah, talk yeah. about that too on the podcast in Maryland. I'm glad y'all are um, protecting your idea because protecting your idea is absolutely important. There's been seven to 10 spiritual homegirls since I started almost five years ago. And I've had some season every time. But you know, you know, you know, the beauty of it is people could emulate what you do, but they can never do what you do. So it don't matter who right. comes to the table and try to do it. You'll never be a Shaheen. You, you, you can't be me. You will never be a ghost. You will never be anybody in the clan because it's not just going to be me and him. You know what I'm saying? Our other rapper friends is going to come. So you don't know who you might get as a guest in your class one time because that's what you want. You want to treat it like school. You want somebody to be like, yo, it's a guest speaker and a guest speaker that shows up today is Big Daddy Kane. And you like, oh, shit. And you get to hear him not critique you, but just give you advice on what you're writing. You know what I'm saying? We're going to turn it off, though. I'm going to have to sign up for that class. I got, like, warming up, yeah. can't start playing in my head. As soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah. that's yeah. fly. I can't wait till that starts. Whenever y'all get that, that yeah. I'll promote that. Just let me know when y'all ready. Yeah, yeah, to- yeah. I mean, nah, definitely, like, that. that's about, like, we probably going to go right into promote like promoting about it probably I think like the artwork and stuff is being done now. So we're gonna probably start promoting and 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 you know and um doing student enrollment. So you know signing up. There's there's some things that has to be, you know, with the questionnaire. Like, you know what I mean? Because you get some people that want to get on the show to think because they on a live Zoom is their opportunity to talk or think about this shit is for the sole purpose of writing and educating ourselves. And we're gonna keep it at that. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. So if you're not trying to get better in your craft or you're not trying to learn the craft then don't sign up just to fucking disrupt a class or disrupt somebody else from learning or just to be a fucking, what they call those people, troll, to come in our class and troll because you will get kicked the fuck out. You won't get your money back. Yeah, I said that. You know, you get a class clown that want to throw paper, that want to throw paper and shit when motherfuckers are trying to write and shit and be class clown and shit. It's not, nah, you're trying to get lyricism back in the forefront. I don't know how long you've been. I don't know if you've even paid attention to Clubhouse since you first got on, but like people do do that. Sometimes they'll get the opportunity oh. and use it to like promote themselves and pitch themselves. Not even in a trolling sense, but like a forget it. I'm finna go for broken. I'm finna just do mine. And whoever gets it, gets it. So I think that's funny yes. you said that. But, but, but you know what? I was I'm I'm I was on the um the Clubhouse shit. But how do you get back on? I signed out because the shit was bothering me and popping up on my shit too much, so I signed out. Now I can't get back in. There's no sign-up place. How do you get back in? This should be a login. Once you own, you own. So you, you no, should... I log. I hit the button on my phone, I hit the button, then it asks me for my cell phone number. 
Yeah, it logged you into your number. Last I remember, I've only logged out once. Oh, I probably just got to check what number I put it on. Maybe I put the wrong number because it keeps saying, yo, we were saved. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's you call it? And then I put something else and it says that name already exists. So maybe it's the phone number I put. Maybe I need to put my other phone number. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I did wrong. I think that'd be great for y'all to incorporate that on Zoom. I mean, not Zoom. On Clubhouse too, it's time to just talking about the class. You know, once it gets up, Clubhouse is dope. Like, I know some people don't like it because, you know, they say, oh, black folks get the app popping and they make money. But for me, I feel like it's all about how you use what's out there to, to do what you got to do. Everybody got an agenda. But like Mario Armstrong says, you got a, a personal agenda. You should be able to make it a public agenda. If, it, if it's pure. You know what? You know what? Yeah, you know what it reminds me of the old chat rooms. This is a bunch of da -da 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 like damn. And I'm really not that talkative if I don't know you. So I'm just sitting there in the shit, just listening. Like I don't know. But I guess when I create, I gotta create my own room and then people will come in. Right, I gotta I'll figure it out. I'll figure That'd be fire. Well, 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 good thing, good looking on tell me it's the phone number. That'd be dope. Just on yeah. Wednesdays, whatever you feel like doing, that'd be hard. Especially with that class. That'd be so dope. Oh, my goodness. We can talk about that off, off, off record, but... Well, but, we got to see how we get you involved in there or something. We can, you can help out with We figure it out. Well, let me know. I'm down. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. All right. So, we've been talking for a while. So, is there anything else that you would like people to know about Shaheem? Um navigating through the journey, overcoming adversity, dealing with fake love, because we, we talked about all of that. I don't know if that's me. You kind of kind of freaking out, right? Oh. That was me. I know my producer's going to be pissed when we get this audio. He's going to be so pissed with this audio because Zoom is not the best. <laughs> not the best. But oh. I was saying, is there anything else that you want people to know about overcoming adversity, dealing with fake love, trusting the process? Um, I would just say remain true to who you are. That's it. You know what I mean? And if something doesn't make you feel good, don't do it. You know what I mean? Everything's not going to be easy. The things that are hard gives you the most strength. And that's what isometric is. It's about um, against all resistance. So if things are hard and it's hard to push through it, it will actually just make you stronger. Because so strength against strength makes right. you stronger. Iron, iron sharpens iron. You know what I'm saying? So isometric is basically an exercise where weight is pushed against weight and it's to hold weight. But when you hold weight, when you hold your own weight, you get stronger. I like that. I like that. But now I got a question. Because you just mentioned about being true to yourself. So you've had a career, at least in the in in like on a nationwide perspective for what like 20 you saw 28 years at this point 27 28 years yeah yeah so given that you started from when you was a, a young one like did you ever have a moment where they tried to mold you into doing something or to being something you were because if you're from if you're a kid from the projects that storytelling you wrong you holding weight with people that's like twice your age at some points did you ever, they ever mm -hmm. try to mold you into like a, a different type of image at all? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But I, you know, I, I was, wasn't the most listening kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I tried, you know what I'm saying? There's this records that, you know what I mean? Because it was, it was just weird, especially once I started to do film, it just made me more popular. 
And then when, when I was doing records, you know, it's like, it was like both sides. It's like on one end, I'm super underground, hardcore, wu saying, you know what I'm saying? But on the other end, I'm kid from TLC and movies and immature and, you know what I'm saying? That lane. So it's kind of like both at the same time. So there was times when it was like, oh, let's make this type of thing. And it's like that. But if I can't relate to it, I can't put my heart into it, then I just can't do it. So it sounds to me like you never really mm -hmm. compromised during your career. It was almost like a... No, no, nah, nah, never, never, never. Yeah. Well, we didn't really have to. You know what I'm saying? We literally didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Really, because we had our own thing going on. And it really didn't matter. It was like longer Staten Island knew my shit. That was, to me, that was making it. If I can come around my way and niggas in the other hood know I rhyme and I'm nice, that was it for me. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I lived for. And to be able to go to the Bronx or Brooklyn, it was like, yeah, that's Staten Island. And he was like, yeah, Staten Island. Because for a long time, we was just off to the side. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't know us or respect us. We was like the forgotten borough or this bar out there. You know what I'm saying? So we had to put a lot of work in. You know what I'm saying? To get in prison and music industry and everything. We had to put that work in and we did. And now, you know, we paved the way for a lot of Staten Island artists now to be able to go any fucking way and be like, I'm from Staten Island, Shaolin. Niggas like, yeah, I respect the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Now, where you go from after that, whether you lose respect or get more respect, that's on you. But the foundation is there. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Last question. I know you wear these seven hats a lot. What is the significance of seven for you? Well, seven rep seven represents God. That's the seventh letter in the supreme, supreme, supreme mathematics. The seven letter. And it's also, I mean, the seven, this number seven is G in the alphabets. So G stands for God in the seven, G-O-D, God Cypher Divine. So yeah, that's why with the sevens. And it's actually, I don't know who actually made them, but I, I seen them in the store and I was just like, you know what I need? All those colors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. I promise it's the last one because now I feel like this is the perfect time to ask you to tell me the story you told me about, because I did an episode about the seven types of cornballs two days ago. No, three, three days ago? Three days ago, yeah. So I got to pause, but in delays I have to pause. But I did an episode about cornballs and I did a part two yesterday about five more types of cornballs. But one of the cornballs that I talked about was the ones with God complexes. And I said that it's a very fine line of moving in the image of God, but then thinking that you're so much of God that you disrespect humanity in the process. So I think it's interesting because that story you told me, the story you told me earlier, oh, yeah, but about the God thing where you was low-key like, yo, I was, you know, before I really got the, the understanding about it, I thought this that, and the third, and then somebody just checked yeah. me, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was okay. Could you share that story? Because that was a very, oh, I like, oh, I enjoyed that story. Oh, but, but in a nutshell, you know, um, in prison, we use, it's always debatable. Everybody's always debating. Everybody got a dictionary. Everybody reads something. Everybody got something. You know what I mean? So, you know, you got your different sectors. You got, you got your NOI, Nation of Islam. They follow Farrakhan. You know what I mean? Then you have, you have the Muslims, you know what I'm saying? Um, five times a day praying the Shiites and Muslims, you know what I'm saying? Then you got 
Nation of Islam, they follow Farrakhan, you know what I'm saying, and Elijah Muhammad and all that. Then you have Nations of Gods and Earth, the five percenters, goes under the teachings of Clarence Thurchin as, you know, then you have Christians, then you have um, uh, Santeria, then you have, you know, Christians and Catholics. So you got people with all different ideologies and things that they follow Buddhism and things like that but what I found myself studying more was Buddhism and things of you know the tree of life and uh, com uh, um, commit things like that those the, the tree of life and so but the conversation was I, you know I used to walk around like I'm God I eat all this you know what I'm saying not knowing that sometimes the, 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 the God is the jealous God so you gotta be careful of how you profess and how you what you idolize and what you say. You know what I'm saying? So I was wondering people, what I'm called, well, I show and prove that God, I'm called, I'm the God. So he was so subtle. He was like, you God, right? I said, yeah, God, like what's up? So he like, give me one in my little hand. Put me a little world in my little hand. I want some trees. I want people, I want give me one in my little hand that I can have. Create, can you create that for me? And I'm like, oh shit, he caught me. He said, listen. Everything was here before you. That's like walking in a room. Furnishing everything's there. You're going to question that there wasn't somebody there before you that built this? The intelligence of trees, the intelligence of DNA, like this shit has to be created. We create. We create. We're all creators, right? But we create from what's already created. We just use the tools that God gave us already, but all this stuff was already created and we create off that. But we're not the creator. We create what we can create, but he's the creator of all creation. So there's, there's God, then there's the big God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just in the image of God. I believe God experiences... I, 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 let me see how I can put it. That God is so big that he can't come here, so he uses us to have his experience here. And so does the devil to have their experience on this thing we call Earth in this universe. So he comes to us for his for the war that's going on, which is a spiritual war and all that shit. That's what I believe, you know what I'm saying? And I say believe because I don't have evidence that that's what it is. So I can't say that's a fact. So, and that's a, that's another thing between God, the gods and earth and a lot of other things. It's about factual. What can be proven? If you can't prove it, then it's a mystery. And it's like, do we follow a mystery? No, we don't follow no mystery. You know what I mean? So I think that is a great place to end it on because the mystery is definitely, um, it's a lot of mystery. But I think sometimes some things we think are mysteries are just, literally a journey of research away sometimes mm. so yeah i think that's very interesting that you said that word, word up you home girl all right y'all this has been a very insightful interview with my homeboy shaheem the rugged child anytime i'm here have a great day and shout out to all your followers <laughs> keep watching peace and that was today's episode with Shaheen Franklin. I hope you all enjoyed. If y'all need to find Shaheen for any reason at all, you can definitely find him at Shaheen underscore rugged. 
Um, I will leave his Instagram in my show notes in case y'all want to clickety click and find him and, you know, hit him up or what have you. But yeah, don't forget to find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl for my clubhouse people. I'm Spirit Homegirl. Me and my girl Amina Austin from Analogy the Healing Tree will be doing a clubhouse room. Um, if you are getting familiar with how we get down, I got a club called Make Peace of the Day. I do rooms with my folks three times a week. So Monday, I do my six Mondays with Delora Young, who is the My Six mentor. I did an episode with her about three weeks ago. Um, and then her first episode was actually two and a half years ago. Then I do um, Authenticity Thursdays with my dog, Tetris. Um, Tetris Kelly, he's an entertainment host and currently is a host for Billboard News. We talk a lot about just different topics within... Um, remaining authentic like last week we talked about co-switching today we talked about um networking without losing your authenticity and without being fake and then on saturdays i i do crystals 101 with amina austin she is a true crystal expert i thought i knew about crystals nah amina be knowing bruh so we talk about different topics within that so last week we talked about crystals for protection so tomorrow we'll be talking about crystals for cleansing so if you have not joined the make peace of the day club on Clubhouse, what you waiting on? It's like having three other podcasts live a week. Like, what? I'm doing podcasts every day. Then I'm doing these three rooms. Then I'm doing, I'm about to do a third group with the counseling center. So I co-facilitate two groups. So your girl is very, very busy, okay? So, but ironically, I don't get tired with this podcasting journey. It's pretty fly. But um, but yeah, anyway. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Leave a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That is the best thing people can do. If I positively impacted your life at all with anything I've done with Spiritual Homegirl, tell somebody. You know what I'm saying? Hit your girl up. Let me know. You feel me? If there's any type of show ideas that you think, yo, I want to know what Homegirl's perspective is on XYZ, hit me up. And if it aligns with what Spiritual Homegirl is about, which is bettering self and spirit from a homegirl just like you perspective um then you know what i'm saying let me know you can hit me up maria at spiritualhomegirl.com and also i have some great interviews coming up oh my goodness i have three that are that are scheduled so it's just a matter of executing these three and then setting up another three so it's it's man this podcast and marathon really is a marathon like <laughs> It's it's been dope. I'm really enjoying myself. I hope you all are enjoying it too. But um, if you want some aromatherapy solutions, definitely tap in with your girl, spiritualhomegirl.shop. Another drop to the post office will be today. So if you order from me and you have not gotten a shipping confirmation, definitely uh, check your email today. You should be able to get it. Shout out to Empress AK on Instagram. She got a care package for me for her birthday. And she definitely shouted your girl out in terms of the um, the merchandise that I did give her for her birthday. Um, it was a Mindfully Minded Mind t-shirt. Also, she got an aromatherapy inhaler as well as a crystal aromatherapy roll-on. So, you know, you girls out here um, spreading the joy of aromatherapy and stress management, okay? Because in this in these times, oh, that's a that's a Mando situation. That's non-negotiable, okay? So with that being said, y'all, is there anything else I'm missing? Up oh, the Patreon. Yep, we're doing another um sun sign tip for Aquarius season. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, you can do so. Tears only start at $7, which is 23 cents a day. If you want to support what I'm doing, um, you know, in another way, you can definitely sign up for my Patreon. I would love to have you. So with that being said, I am really done now with the links. You can find all of this information in my show notes. So again, my name is Maria. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Home Girl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trachademics Valerio.